Welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with your host, Glenn Ambrose. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Let's bring Aubrey on. Hello. Hey, welcome to the show, Aubrey. Thank you very much. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Hey. Oh, hey. Hey, ho, hey, ho. What do you say? Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So today, today we are talking about the old saying that I used to hear growing up, do two wrongs still not make a right or has that changed? Oh, nice A, by the way. Thank you. Nice A cup. I know. I, (laughs) I have been inspired since you got your, your G charger. My G light. Yeah. Can we see that? Can we get a visual? I don't know. Let's see if the cord will reach. Oh boy. Mm. No, but I'm going to, now I'm going to find a way. It'll get there. It'll get there eventually. Okay, let's see. I like it. I want to order an A1. Yes. It's awesome. Gee, yeah, the lights are out right now because I was playing with all the lighting here. Mm-hmm. So I can charge my phone up there. Awesome. We love that. Is it showing wow. the correct time? That's the correct time? Or no, that's not the correct time, is it? Yeah. Oh, forty-five. Your time is my time now. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah, the the daylight savings time started yesterday, so the Dominican Republic does not do daylight savings time. It's just at this time all the time. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So half the so half the year or whatever daylight savings time might be like eight months or something. So it might not be six months and six months, but whatever it is, uh, part of the year when you guys d- at the time now, which I believe means it's the start of daylight savings time, as you guys are observing it, you're the same time as me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why we even change the times anymore, honestly. It's just now, I heard I heard that they were going to stop doing that. I did too, but uh, like I'm not seeing any action. I'm just hearing the words. No one's showing any action there. So, well, well, well we are talking about the government. <laughs> so that just that just pretty much summed up everything they've done in the last forty years. <laughs> I've heard a bunch of words, but I haven't seen much action. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Pretty, yeah, much. pretty much. That's kind of how it goes. It's part of the right. course. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. but I actually had hope this time. Uh, it, it's diminishing to some degree because, like you said, I'm not seeing the action. <clears throat> but, um, but they they had passed it, like on a certain level, um, last year to end. Like this was supposed to be it. They're supposed to change it like it did yesterday, and then was supposed to the U.S. was supposed to stay at this time moving forward. Um, and it still could occur, but you know, it's stalled. I was, (laughs) I was talking about this last year. I feel that, and I, and I got hope regardless. Um, but I was saying last year, I go, I don't think it's going to happen because it's not sexy. Like who wants to be the president known that like, what'd you do when you were in presidency? Oh, well I stopped daylight savings time. (laughs) Uh, yeah. It's yeah. just not sexy, man. That's not something. That's not what you want next to your name in the history books. So they're like, eh, let's just slide that one off. And plus, people, people they have the wrong bit, perspective. It's like people well, complain about it. Yeah. You know, but the, but they're not going to freaking protest over it. So they're like, eh, let them well, bitch. <laughs> hopefully not. You never really know. Like, oh, they'll get over it. <laughs> if i if i pass this i might drop one point <laughs> uh but yeah so so this is uh, in a way i i uh, 
<laughs> I, I wish it was a little bit different though, because like I've been, you know, I've dealt with different time zones. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, just like everybody else, but like, since I started my business, I've worked with clients all over the globe. So I'm constantly working with different time zones. So yeah. that's not that big of a deal, but what makes the DR to the East coast of the United States more difficult is that it's the same some of the time and it's different some of the time. Right. That's really confusing because if, if you're always like, you know, before the, you know, if I was an hour behind and then I'm two hours behind and then I go back to one hour behind, at least I know there's always a difference. So my mind is always calculating a difference here. Yeah. I just, by the time I get used to it being the same, I'm like, Oh my God, this is so convenient. It's the same as Eastern time, which is where all my family is a lot yeah. of friends, all on the East coast. Right. So it's like, Oh, this is wonderful. This, and just as I start getting used to it again, they change it. And then I'm an hour off. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yeah. That's oh, how well. I feel. But I don't have that issue. So. Yeah. When in doubt, punt. I'll punt. So so we're talking about two wrongs make a right. I don't I'm just gonna jump into it because I can't figure out a way to segue our previous conversation into the topic. Right. <laughs> just dive in. Uh, we'll just we'll just dive in. Yeah, we'll just scratch that and dive into something different. So, so yeah, it's like, you know, I heard this growing up, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. It was one of those, those principle things, you know, where it taught growing up. Um, and <laughs> it, it's funny. It's like, I, I kind of see this in a lot of situations. It's like somehow like we either forgot or lost, it lost its luster or I, I don't know what happened. But that basic, it, it's a pretty simple concept. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it was taught to children and uh, as, a, as a moral code to some degree and how to behave and how not to behave. And yet as adults, this is basically one of the prevalent things that I see in our society now. It's, yeah. you know, and it's fueled by the anger. It's... You know, everybody has this righteous anger. I heard I heard a priest talking about righteous anger in a church sermon one time when my son was little. I was like, so you're going to get all these people jacked up and say that their anger is righteous. And basically, God approves of it. (laughs) And then you're going to send them out and you wonder why these people do stupid shit. (laughs) Right. That might yeah. be you know, like, it's not against the law, like inciting a riot. Like, you know? yeah, it's funny. I had a, a similar experience with a church, same thing. Um, and in this scenario, uh, they were talking about people that were um, gay, they're homosexual, right? And he, I mean, listen, the vi- religion is what it is, and you're going to believe what you believe. But this one day, he must have had a bad day. <laughs> he must have had a real bad day because he got up there and he told us we had to hunt them down. We had to find them <laughs> and then tell them they were going to hell. And, and you know, that was the mission. Good idea. We had to go hunt them down and find them. I never went back after that. I, that was my last day at that church, but. You know, that, that uh, was one of the reasons why my son just decided he didn't want to. He didn't he didn't want to continue on with the Catholic Church was because they were they were really laying into gays and stuff. And I, th- I yeah. think it, if I remember right, when the priest went off, it was the, the abortion topic. Mm. Um, and, and like they were talking about like, now he wasn't saying go blow up buildings, but that had come up in conversation. Like, and I'm like, ah, oh. you know, I, I, hey, your beliefs are your beliefs, you know, right. like you just said, uh, you know, people have the right to believe whatever they want, but inducing violence towards another group of people, I think, crosses the line. I don't give a crap what your beliefs are. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and honestly, you can just feel the anger behind it. It's, you know, what I mean, like a belief right. is a belief, and it's usually like. Uh, to me, a belief is like, this is what I believe and what you believe is what you believe. And that's just what a belief is. And it's just what you choose. But to like 
try to give people this like go find them and hunt them down like I there's just so much anger that's why my initial I was like he must have had a really bad morning because like this is yeah, very and hard. sometimes they do that, that was around the time that was around the time like we we weren't we didn't go to church too much longer after that and it was it was it was right around the time where I was I was always constantly trying to figure out why I ended up having to bring my son to this Catholic church every week when I had no intention of going back to Catholicism that's how I was raised but but I had to bring him and I was like, basically, it was kind of almost like court ordered to some degree during during the um, custody change. So so I'm there and I'm like, well, I don't believe in accents. There must be a reason I'm here. And I was listening to a lot of what the priest was saying through spiritual ears instead of ignorant ears that I had when I was younger. You know, so I was making a lot of sense of what he was sa saying. And, and uh, I was nice because I could really understand the the teachings differently and see all the good in the teachings, you know, cause I could really understand them from a personal uh, perspective and a, a spiritual perspective, mm -hmm. you know, which was cool, but like every once in a while he'd, he'd be off. Like I'm like, ah, oh, he doesn't, he doesn't understand this one. He doesn't. And so I'm like, you know, maybe I'm here to save him. Like, so I'm just, <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm just going to go schedule an appointment with the priest. And maybe I can explain <laughs> some of his teachings to him so he can get them right. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And right when I got to that point, I think the universe was like, okay, I think Glenn's been coming to the church long enough now. Like we He's starting to go off. <laughs> purpose, yeah. purpose for him. Yeah, I think he got the point. He can stop going now because now he's going to yeah. go try to school the priest. Else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, it's it's you know this this idea of righteous anger is is absurd to me. Like mm -hmm. you know, I it was I was talking to somebody years ago and and they they said i was explaining uh, uh the circumstances i was in at the moment ju just from a factual basis not a complaining basis i was i was asking them for help in a certain area and i i needed to kind of lay out the situation that i was in so i was explaining it to them and they they said to me they're like they said wow you know you you have the right to be angry and I just burst out laughing. I was like, because nobody had said it to me for a while. And it sounded so silly to me. Mm -hmm. You have the right to be angry. Like, so what do I get for that? Right. Anger. <laughs> so, so, okay, good. So I have the right to be angry. So somebody else did other things that were towards me and I have the right to be angry. So, could I forgo that right, please? Could we? Could I just let that right? If it's my right, I should be able to deny it because it's a right. <laughs> I don't have to have it. Yeah. So I'd just like to deny that right and let it go by me. Because if I accept that right, if I take advantage of my rights in this situation, I all I end up with is anger. So why? Why would I want that? You know. <laughs> and this is. When you break it down like that, like hopefully, you know, people listening, they're like, okay, I, I get what you're talking about, you know, conceptually. So let's look at the other side that I consider dysfunctional. And, uh, you know, what, what we're doing in society now is we're finding a, the right to be angry. We're finding uh, a reasoning why it's okay for us to behave poorly. And what we're doing in the process is we're turning into what we don't like. So we're throwing that, you know, two wrongs do make a right now in society. This is, well, of course it doesn't. You, you can see how it doesn't. You know, if somebody walks up and is rude to you, then it's like, well, anybody's rude to me. I'm going to tell them to go screw. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so you don't, so rude, let me get this straight. Rude is bad. You don't like rude people. Yes, that's right. I don't like rude people. Okay, so so when somebody behaves rudely to you, 
what the appropriate response is, is for you to become just like them. Yeah. That that's, that's appropriate. So you, so you're basically choosing to become what you dislike. Yep. And that's like righteous. Like that. this is, yeah. You, you know, we bow out our chest and, and, and we at, like, yeah, you know, screw yeah. with me. I'll, it's like, gee, yeah, we're teaching our kids not to do that at six in the playground. Like, why is it okay as adults? <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's this trend of like toxic positivity. It's almost like um, like how there's this whole trend that I see a lot um, through social media and stuff and where you'll see like quotes a lot and people will tag it a lot. And there's a big thing where people are like, I'm, you know, uh, I match energy, right? So like if you oh, don't, yeah. whatever you're going to give me, I'm just going to match that energy instead of just being myself and the vibration that I am. If you right. treat me poorly, I'm just going to match that instead of. I'm going to lower myself, myself to your. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's really, it's kind of wild. Like, cause I've seen it so often in the past few months, I've just seen this like matching energy thing. And I'm like, just thinking it's. Uh, what if we were just ourselves? <laughs> like, you know, yeah, it's not the whole point of all this self work that we're trying not to be a jerk. And, and then when a like jerk comes find resolution with anything, then I no. guess if we're all just matching each other's shitty energy, I mean, yeah. <laughs> what's the like, goal? And, and you're handing your power away. You're yeah. like, I am a good, happy, upbeat person unless a jerk comes along and then I'll lower my vibration into jerk mode and walk mm -hmm. around and I'll act like a jerk yeah. to them. And then, then they'll be like, well, it's just to them. It's just to them. Like, I don't care who it is. You, like you're acting like a jerk, you yeah. know, like this is, you know, sometimes one of the, one of the things that triggers people when I'm, <laughs> when I'm throwing truth darts is when I call people liars mm. And people don't like that, you know, and like what it is, I call people liars when they lie. And they always want to rationalize their lie. It's like, yeah, but they lied first. It's like, that's not how it works. It's irrelevant. Yeah. Like it, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's if irrelevant. somebody lies to you and you lie, you're not a liar. You're. I don't you even just know. Right? Just energy. like they were the like, liar. Of course you're a liar. You lied. Yeah. One who yeah. the, look in the dictionary, a liar is one who lies. That's right. all. It's not right. complicated. It's not if somebody did it to me first. And like, you know, like <laughs> I remember Mateo when he was little, he got into a scrap at school and I was talking to him about it. And I said, well, you broke the rule. You know, you didn't, you didn't, he went after a kid, put his hands on a kid. Hmm. I mean, it wasn't a big deal. He was little, but, but he put his hands on a kid. And uh, he goes, yeah, but he took my hat. I go, yeah, but the rule doesn't say don't put your hands on a kid unless he takes your hat. <laughs> it just says don't put your hands on a kid. Right. Period. So, right. like, if he takes your hat, then you have to do something other than put your hands on him. Like, you can use your words. You can, you know, like, yeah. tell a teacher, you know. Right. It's like, but this is the same stuff that we you know, that adults need to slow down and look at. And, and I'm not, you know, I, I'm not pretending that I'm perfect. Like honestly, raising my son was the biggest school for me because every single time I was teaching him something, mm -hmm. if I slowed down and I took the dynamic of the lesson, the underlying lesson in what I was trying to teach him, and said, how do I apply this into my life? Every time I could find a way. Every time I could find an area that that same principle that I was teaching him, I was doing in a different way in my life and I could work on it. You know, wow. so we all do this. I mean, it's, it's not, you know, it's not pointing. It's not about pointing the fingers. It's about just shining the light on and go, people do we look at what we're doing. Yeah. You know, we're matching. I, I saw a post, you, when you were talking, it reminded me of a post I saw. I said, I was like, what? <laughs> because it, the, the post started something like it said, it said, if you come at me with bad energy, I'm not going to 
send bad energy back at you because I'm not going to have that on my karma and I'm not going to do that. And I'm reading this and I'm like, okay, well, let's, you know, like, mm-hmm. good. You know, so far I'm with you. I just like know where it's going. That's what yeah. <laughs> that's and then, and then, and then they, and then they yeah. said, sure, but I'm going to send your energy right back to you and I'm good at it and it's going to lay you out and you're going to get crushed. And I'm like, <laughs> that's the same thing. It's like, the same thing. It's yeah. toxic positivity. It's like it's like Yo. people trying to claim that it's positive, but it's really it's it's like I'm saying it's positive, but it's got this toxic underlying energy to it. That's just so like you think. So like I have a different definition of toxic positivity. OK, what's yours? So like mine, mine is and, and I could be completely wrong. I, with the with the, the terminology stuff, I'm wrong a lot because I don't pay attention to it because yeah. the people out there keep changing the definitions of things. Like sure. you, you know, you can't be awakened anymore, or you can't be woke because now that's a bad thing, and it's like yeah. I can't keep up. Like you guys just change the definition of whatever words you want to complain about, so I can't keep track of it. But but toxic positivity was just somebody that was positive all the time. Okay, so upbeat and positive all the time. So we're looking at it from, we're talking about two different things. I think what I'm referring to uh, with toxic positivity is like this thing where people will be like, um, you know, good, uh, positive vibes only here, you know, and it, and it's like, yeah, and then they'll be like, F you because you don't have positive vibes. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's like that where it sounds really great, but it's just like the why behind it is kind of just not authentic. Um, yeah. that's how I define it's just honestly I don't know what the definition is that's just how I look at it um and I see it the same way uh with what we're talking about you know like yeah. um that matching energy it's like well I'm gonna come off very positive because I'm protecting my energy but I'm also gonna shoot all this negative energy at you like it's just it doesn't it's like an oxymoron like it doesn't make any sense that's why you know toxic positivity it- is an oxymoron too and it, it I, I think, you know, this is why we have to like go deeper when when we're looking at things, because we're we're like a we're a meme society at this point. It's like yeah. if it sounds good in a meme, like most memes are like like, you know, like <laughs> memes are kind of memes are a current specific thing, but basically they've been around forever. They're just yeah. little catchy phrases that people have been saying forever. Right. And the ones that have stayed and the ones that have caught on and the ones everybody knows, they, they, it's because they resonate. The reason they resonate is because there's an aspect of truth to them. Yeah. And people sense that. I mean, if you put out a meme, you know, of course you can get some quirky people that look for these memes, but I'm talking a general unconscious public. If you put out a meme that says like, you know, Cracker Jacks are my favorite. Uh-huh. Like that's not going to catch on. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> Except for the, you know, the, the, the specific Cracker Jack people, but like most people that's not going to catch on because there's no real truth for it to resonate. Yeah. So that, so when something sounds catchy, that actually means that it's resonating and people latch on and spread it. And it, and nowadays people adopt it and kind of becomes a belief system. And a lot of memes are like that, but what yeah. they're not just because there's an ounce of truth in a 12 ounce meme mm-hmm. doesn't mean that the rest of the 11 ounces are true. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, so, so we got to go a little bit deeper and use the, the, the brain because I mean, if, if I had to say like, probably the most heard phrase I've had in the last 20 years from people is, is it's along the same lines. It's, it's like, Oh, I never thought of it like that. Or, Oh, it's really clear when you break it down like that. Mm-hmm. It's stuff like that. Why? Because I just look at things and just break it down and go, well, you, you see that it means this, right? Yeah. You know, so, so, and we're doing that in this, this podcast. So it's like, so righteous anger, like somebody is rude to you and then you have the right to be rude back. All you're doing is handing your power over to, to them and saying, um, like, you have the ability to control how I behave 
what vibrations go through me, how I feel inside, you have the right to determine all of that. If you behave rudely to me, I'm going to rearrange my inner <laughs> vibration to match the jerk that you are. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. It and it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that that doesn't make sense. All it takes is that when, when, like, when you're sitting there scrolling through Facebook or Instagram and you see a meme and you read it and it goes, man, if anybody, you know, acts rude to me, I'll tell them to go screw. And all of a sudden you feel this up that that's see what it is, is it's an egoic empowerment. So it strokes your ego. We feel up and we're like, yeah, it makes <laughs> us feel powerful for a second. So we yeah. adopt it as it must make sense because I liked the way I felt when I read it. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Why did you like the way it felt? Because it stroked your ego. It lifted you up. It right. made you feel like you weren't a victim for a moment. Mm -hmm. But really, if you look deeply, you're turning yourself into a victim. You're not a surface victim. You're a backdoor victim. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. because you're handing your power away. Absolutely. And it's like, it's all in the name of protecting yourself, you know, or you're protecting your good energy. Like, <laughs> it's just wild. Yeah. And this is, but, this, you know, I think this is good. I'm starting to see, I'm starting to see a lot of changes, honestly, um, in society. Mm -hmm. And, and like, this is, this is one of them. So I'm going to kind of put a positive, <laughs> a positive spin on this. This is like, there's a learning curve to where we are going. We do not know how to be nice people. We don't know how. We know how to be martyrs. We yeah. know how to be doormats because that's what's been shown to us for the last 100,000 years. But to be a good, loving person and to be able to stand strong in love, we do not know as a society, we don't know what that looks like. You know, we know what enabling looks like, mm -hmm. but we don't know, you know, strong in love. So this is the learning curve that we're in, and this is part of it. So I think, you know, with this podcast, as well as not just this podcast, but people doing this, because what's going to happen is they're going to hop on the bandwagon mm -hmm. and they're going to suffer. Yeah. You know, if you think that, that, like, because somebody treats you poorly, the appropriate action is to treat them poorly back. You're going to pay a consequence for that just because of your behavior. You know, I'll use the word karma. And if you don't believe in karma, then it's natural consequences. I don't give a crap what you call it. But it's just if you put out bad, you receive bad. Yeah, that's it. If you put out good, you receive good. It's not you. And, and I'm not saying you can't defend yourself. I'm, I'm saying that there are other ways to do it. If somebody acts like a jerk, the appropriate response is not to act like a jerk back. It's to rise above it mm -hmm. and not let the jerk affect you because they're not worth it. And this is how we're going to win. You know, th this is how like this battle or this war uh, or this, this shift or this revolution, that's probably the word I'm looking for. The revolution that's happening on the planet you know, you look at all the other revolutions that happened in societies throughout history, and most of them were just violent. You know, one bully overtook the other bully and killed a bunch of people and then took over their land. Well, we ran out of land. We can't we can't really do that anymore. Um, mm -hmm. the, the dynamic is off. And then you see that we do have examples of the other way, you know, which are the ones that I always bring up, Gandhi and Nelson Mandela and Martin Luther King Jr., where they took the opposite approach and of nonviolence and just not lowering themselves to their oppressor's standards. Mm -hmm. And they won greater victories and didn't sacrifice their energy. And the world actually became a better place because of it. This is what we're going to be doing moving on. So we don't have to fight society or the governments or those in power. We're not going to win like that. We're not going to go store a bunch of guns and then go take on the government and have a shootout at the OK Corral win. And then all of a sudden we're like 
That it ain't gonna happen like that. <laughs> you know? Definitely not. No. So the the way it's going to win is by starving the negative, and and feeding the positive. And yeah. just when they say, "Hey, we're we're going to control you," and when everybody goes, "No, no." No, I don't. I, I don't like how you guys have been controlling us for a long time. So I'm just gonna have to say that's a hard pass, <laughs> and, and and that's it. And that's how we're going to win, you know. And this, it, so what I'm seeing with all this controversy in society is that's where we're going. And this is one of the things that's going to help us learn on an individual basis the lesson we need to learn, because right now we're 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 fighting. We're going to argue about everything. We can't accept anybody having a different opinion than our, ourselves. And if, if you don't think the same way that I think, then, then you're my enemy. That just doesn't work. And it's never going to work. And mm -hmm. people are suffering more and more and more because of it in their individual lives because they're doing it, in, in, like they'll do it to their damn grocery store clerk they'll yeah. do it to you know they do it to absolutely everybody because they actually believe in the damn meme that they saw on instagram yeah so so they're going to suffer in their daily lives because of it and then they're going to start waking up going oh maybe maybe i can't do that and then once they get the concept in individually yeah they're going to start joining the collective that's already building going we're going to win this out of love Mm. And then they're going to turn to love. It's because it's the only thing left. Yeah. You know, when you yeah. bang your head into against an anger wall over and over and you, after a while you figure out that it doesn't work, you turn around. And if the only other thing there is love, well, you're going to give that a shot. So yeah. I think that that's the, that that's the learning curve that we're in right now. Yeah. That love is, is the constant and that it's not going anywhere. So when all of this BS is ran, ran its course, basically all that's left is love. Yeah, that's it. And when, and that's where we're going to, you know, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to argue about politics for another five years and, you know, and they're going to pass another law and people are going to complain, but accept it because that's what they do. And mm -hmm. like, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the frog boiling in the water at this point. You know, it's like the, the like being over in the DR, there's so much le there's so much more freedom that when I look at the United States, it's mind blowing as to what people have just accepted as OK treatment by their government. Like th there's no freedom in the United States and people think it's the land of the free. That's a lot of crap. There, it's just that it's the boiling water. So if you put a, you know, the, 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 the saying is, and believe me, I haven't tried this, but if you, if you put a frog in a pot of boiling water, it will jump out and save itself. But if you put it in, in cold water and then you slowly turn up the heat, it will just stay in there and boil to death and die. Wow. So this is what's happening in the United States. It's like, they've been doing this for they've been passing laws to strip freedoms and control people and funnel money upwards and and all this stuff for you know the last 200 years and mm -hmm. now all you know and and people are just like people are getting fed up but all they do is complain on facebook about it they don't really do anything you, you know they might make a, some signs and and march for a couple of weeks and then go home and you know have some hagen dazs and you know watch some sitcoms but they, they're just not, they're, they're not actually doing anything, you know, yeah. and as some, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And at yeah. some point people are just going to be go, what, what's beautiful is when, when we really hit that ceiling, people are just going to go no, no, yeah, no, it's not going to happen. And it's just going to completely deflate. They're going to say, yes, we, you always do what we say. It's like, yeah, not anymore. And that's how we're going to eventually win. It's the, the people have always had the power, you know, and we might do this for the next podcast. I'm not sure. But the, another sign of this is, is the, the workplace. Yeah. It's, you know, the, the workplace, like all the employers have had the power all along. And then now all of a sudden the employees are starting to have the power and the employers, half the employers don't even get it yet. They're just kind of sitting there going like, yeah, do what I say because I said so. And I'm your boss. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, because there's a bunch of other opportunities out there that are better. So I can just do whatever I want and right. I don't have to put up with your crap. And they go, yes, of course you have to put up with my crap. I'm your boss. It's like, yeah, but you don't, you don't have any cards anymore. Like yeah. you're not holding any cards. Yeah. Like when I was fearful and scared and I believed that I had to do what you said just because that's what society told me. And I believed that I couldn't go get a job elsewhere because that's what society told me. When I believed all that stuff, yeah, you had a deck of cards and you could, you could play them, man. But I don't believe that stuff anymore. It's just simply not true. There's other yeah. opportunities for me. So you, you, <laughs> you're not holding any cards. You're threatening me with nothing. So like. Yeah. And it takes you know, a lot to break out of that mentality and, and separate that. Yeah. But this is what's happening all around the world. So this is why we have to start questioning these things. And we have to start looking at, you know, look at our behavior. It's not complicated. If you want, you know, if you want to get closer to the truth, simplify. Just control your behavior. If you don't want to be a jerk, don't act like a jerk. Ever. Like if you don't want to be a liar, don't tell lies. If you don't want to be a manipulative person, don't manipulate people. If you don't want to be, a, because all, you know, maybe this word has helped me a lot. Hypocrite. Don't be a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. You're just becoming what you don't like. That's a hypocrite. Yeah. Oh, you, th this person shouldn't be do, doing that. So I'm going to go do it. That's a hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love, I'm definitely recording that whole, if you don't want to be a liar, don't be a liar. If you don't want to manipulate, don't manipulate. It's very simple. It's yeah. not, it's so simple. Um, and it's just, it's, it's hard to see that because I think there's so much anger. Um, anger, you know, frustration, and not going yeah. deep enough. People don't, we have to pause and just slow down for a minute Yeah. and look at what we're doing. Like, you know, a lot of people think, the, the public is stupid. I believe the opposite. I think the public is very intelligent. Like if I, you know, there's probably been a handful of people that in my life, I mean, maybe five or 10 in my entire life where I met them and said, okay, this person is intellectually challenged. They just don't have the capability of and, and I'm not talking about people with specific uh, disorders or whatever you want to label it. I'm just talking about general people where there, there's diminished intellectual capabilities in certain people. Very, very, very rare. At least 99% of the people that I've met are completely intelligent, completely capable of running their lives. So what is doing it? It's just not slowing down and actually looking at things and using the brain. We're all surfacy. We're running around. This is how it stays going is we're going so fast. We're just skipping off the, the surface of a pond like a rock, you yeah. know, and, and we never just go deep enough to just stop and think about what we're doing and why we're doing it. Like, wait, does this make sense? Like, am I going to feel better? Am I going to like myself if I act like this? Right. You know, and, and I'm not saying that the, the trigger moments, I mean, we all have trigger moments where we don't like behave as appropriately as we wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I mean, I still do. I, mm -hmm. I can get triggered and all of a sudden just like behave in a way that, <laughs> you know, a lot of people, I've been doing this a long time. So people have this preconceived notion of me. You know, that like I'm better than I am, you know, <laughs> like it's it's a natural thing. People put other people that they listen to on pedestals and stuff. And, yeah. you know, so I get it. But it's just not true. I mean, I can still get triggered mm -hmm. and behave in a way that people look and go, he's a life coach. Right. <laughs> you know, it can yeah. happen. So I'm not talking about those times when we get triggered and maybe drop into some unconsciousness and behave in a way that we're not proud of. It happens, you know, you try to learn from the past, move on and not do it anymore. But I'm talking about our thought out, you know, this is what I'm going to do. 
And then we go tell 14 friends and, you know, to pump ourselves up even more. And our friends go like, yeah, screw them. Yeah. And they feed that victim mentality and then you get the ego stroke and it goes round and round. And that's what it is. It's a victim mentality. Like Mm -hmm. now everybody's heard victim mentality. As soon as I utter the word victim, people usually jump out of their skin. I'm not a victim. I'm not. Yeah, you are. Yeah. That's the victim mentality. Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) Right. Right. Like if if you're not, yeah. If you're really not in a victim mentality and somebody calls you a victim, like they're like, I think it's victim mentality. You'd be like, no. I mean, I've had it happen. Yeah. Like, no, no, it's it's not victim mentality. Like, I'm just stating a fact. Yeah. There's no emotional charge to it. Right. Like, you know, I just, you know, like it's easier for you to hit the nail into the piece of wood because you have a hammer. I don't have a hammer. So me using a rock as opposed to a hammer, you're going to have an easier time banging the nail into the wood. That doesn't mean I'm a victim. I'm right. just stating a fact that I don't have a hammer and it's going to be easier for you. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. So, it's facts versus the emotion aspect. Right. Of it. Yeah. If there's an emotional charge, then you're probably a victim. And if you can't see it then because you're triggered, go home and think about it. You know, this is, <laughs> this yeah. is the thing. Like when, when, when we, when we get, so this is one of the biggest things that I think has helped me grow over the years if i'm upset about something my understanding is that there's something wrong with me always because there's nothing wrong with life there's nothing wrong with the universe it's much smarter than i am it can figure out how to flow life better than i can Mm -hmm. so there's nothing wrong with life so i'm not life's victim and i'm nobody else's victim So if I feel like if I'm angry, anger usually comes from a victim mentality. So then I must feel like I'm somebody's victim. So I, if I always put it back on me, then I go in and do the self-discovery. Yeah. You know, and same thing as a parent. If my kid is behaving, misbehaving, and as long as I'm looking at my kid's behavior as the problem, I'm never going to find out what the solution is. Yeah. Absolutely. But as soon as I stop, this is what I did as a parent most of the time, not always. But as soon as I would stop and go, okay, wait a minute. I'm the one that's in charge of the household, <laughs> not him. So if yeah. he's misbehaving, I must be doing something wrong. What could I be doing wrong? And then when I took that approach, I would always find a solution. Yeah. I mean, you weren't, you know? what your first thought I'm assuming wasn't, let me match his energy. No, you know, <laughs> and then, and then I would know, know what I'm would really blow his, know yeah. what would really blow his mind is when I would walk into his room and be like, Hey, I just want to talk to you about something. You know how we've been kind of going at it for, you know, recently. Well, I sat down and thought about it and I realized it was my fault. Yeah. And the kids are like, Wait a minute, what? Right. <laughs> like, like, I'm not in trouble. Trap? Like it's, trap? Yeah. Like, uh, now I'm listening. <laughs> I was about, I was going to tune you out, but <laughs> yeah. now you have my attention. You know, I'd be like, yeah, you know, I've just been, I've been disrespecting myself and you were mirroring that back. So mm-hmm. thank you. Um, but yeah. now I'm going to respect myself and I'm going to demand that you respect me too, because that's part of it. So. So I'll be, if you do disrespect me, I'm going to be calling you on it every time. (laughs) So we're we're just, because I'm not going to allow that. I respect myself too much. Oh, okay. You know, (laughs) it's great, but I, but I don't become him. Right. You know, this is what we do. Like we have a kid that's throwing a temper tantrum. Then we throw a temper tantrum. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's, it's, like, it's oh, easy yeah. to fall into it. It doesn't matter how much work you've done on yourself. It's just being conscious, I think, and checking it when it comes up. Cause I feel like as long as you're human, you'll be triggered. It doesn't mean all the time. And it just, that just means invoking an emotional response to maybe something you've experienced in the past. It's not like anything. I think you've mentioned this on a lot of podcasts. <laughs> I've listened to so many of them. A lot. And <laughs> 
talking about how people wear busyness as a badge of honor. Um, and I think that that's a big thing, keeping people from getting under the surface and being able to sit with those issues because our society encourages wearing busyness as a badge of honor. Everyone's too freaking distracted mm -hmm. to like have time to sit and feel that shit. They run from Right. It. And it's, yeah, it's scary. And, and I think the, it is. And, and that's the, you know, what you're talking about is I think the real work, which yeah. like, you know, as you were explaining it, I kind of was seeing it as maybe step two, because you're right. Like that, that's actually what's going to change stuff, you know, yeah. but you know, how can, how can we phrase it in a way that's going to be easier for more people? You know, the people on their path might be able to do what you're saying. Mm -hmm. but most people are going so fast and they're so busy. Like, how can we simplify it? How can we make a step one yeah. ahead of that? And it's like, I, I think it's just pausing and looking at like, we're always, our mind is always thinking, right? So it's just about thinking about like the things that capture your attention. Yeah. It's, it's no one, <laughs> like I used to resonate with uh, comedians partially because I have a strong sense of humor. But like one thing I heard many, many, many years ago when I was a kid that I resonated with was like some of the comedians, I've heard more than one say it over the years. They're like, this is how my mind works. This is what I think of. Mm -hmm. This is why I'm a comedian. You know, so it's like, I think George Collin one time was like, was like, do, do single people have dirty backs? <laughs> He's like, this is the type of stuff that I think of. Oh my you know? God. So <laughs> and I'm like, I get, I understand that because that's how my, my mind works. And I think yeah. it's an asset. Like if you can just look at things that capture your attention, like if you have a meme that really strikes you and you go, yeah, like so much so that it actually captures your attention. That's the time to practice. Just get into the habit of stopping right there and, and really actually trying to understand what resonated so deeply with you. Yeah. If it really captures your attention, that means there's something resonating with you. Aren't you curious as to why? Mm -hmm. Like this is what this is why I think asking questions is so important because it's it's I don't want to tell people how to think and what they're supposed to think and how they're supposed to behave. I want to tell them, I want them to figure it out on their own because I trust that people are good. Yeah. And that they're going to turn towards love and good behavior. If they're given the choice, they just have to give themselves the choice. So when something grabs your attention, it doesn't matter if it's good, bad, or indifferent. If it grabs your attention, look at it. Mm -hmm. Think about it, contemplate it on your ride home, dissect it. Why did that why did that capture my attention so much? You know, yeah. and then if people start doing that, they're gonna see it on their own. They'll yeah. be like, yeah, screw them because you know, I'm gonna screw them because they screwed me. Okay, that just like as soon as you calm down, you can start sensing it's stupid. Yeah, you know, like as long as you're up here, freaking right. Yeah, kick the ass. Like, as long as you're there, it resonates. It's like, yeah, freaking right. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you slow down and question it and just get calm and look at it and go, why did that resonate? In a calm, not jacked up energy, just in a calm energy. And you go, why did that resonate so much for me? Well, because they, they treated me poorly. And right. I didn't like that. So, therefore screw them oh wait so so they screwed me then screw wait a minute this maybe son's wrong with this formula here like now nah, i'm just doing what they do see i think people will like if you you know what did that that reasoning took 10 seconds yeah. 15 seconds. I think people would come to that conclusion all on their own if they just started questioning things. Yeah. <laughs> Completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. But they let the emotion carry them. Yep. And when they feel, see, this is, so this is actually an interesting dynamic I just saw. People are so used to being oppressed that when they feel empowered in any way, even if it's egoic, they latch onto it. Right. That's why they're doing it. 
So mm-hmm. it's like we have to be able to tell the difference where our empowerment's coming from, because that's a, that, that that's like that's one of the biggest energies of spirituality of love is empowerment. You we all deserve the empowerment. Everybody listening deserves to be empowered. Like I I teach people empowerment. I celebrate their empowerment. It's one of my favorite freaking things in the entire universe is empowerment. I love it. But it can't be egoic. It can't be at the expense of yourself. And that's what it is. If it's egoic, you're literally, it's at the expense of you, not the other person. You're not hurting them, walking around angry, lashing out. They're not, you're not going to wreck their life. They're already an asshole. <laughs> right. If anything, it's they're just down more of an asshole. Your own energy down. It's like you're sacrificing your own light, and it's somehow going to make it right. Yeah. Make it make it all better. We gotta, and that's it. So hopefully, with that clarity, because I think that that really summed it up. It's mm-hmm. it's you know you're sacrificing your light, like you said. So mm-hmm. stop sacrificing your light. Stop stop you know not being who you want to be in order to protect yourself or you you, you don't have to <laughs> you know nothing nothing is better than than somebody trying to get a rise out of you like because you know and i mean i've done both man my whole previous life was if somebody attacked me i attacked them back 10 times harder it was you know th- that's how i lived for years so i know that side and then but there's nothing that's more empowering and self-loving and kind of funny and interesting when somebody's really trying to get at you and you're just like, yeah, but you, you, you just don't have the power to, to hurt me. Hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you, yeah, but rah, rah, rah. Yeah, no, <laughs> it drives them crazy. They can't figure out what's happening. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it becomes a non-issue too and that's the yeah. thing. It, it it creates that effect but you don't have that uh that satisfaction of it where you're like i'm just doing this to get them you know riled up like it's really truly yeah. a non-issue right yeah you're not doing it to manipulate the situation you just literally don't care and therefore they can't you know so we'll end with glenda the good witch you have no power here <laughs> oh my gosh that was amazing <laughs> every time yes you have no power here all right we gotta go we gotta keep it under an hour since this is recorded so i'm gonna end it Alrighty. all right thanks aubrey all right thank you looking for more check out over 200 episodes of life lessons and laughter or click the link in the description of this episode to connect with glenn directly